0: to us today. Hallelujah. Hey Michelle, do you know the song I Exalt Thee? I Exalt Thee? Not by heart. Do you know um I Love You Lord? By heart? think you can mess with it? Think you can mess with it up there? <laughs> you know what just, just do anything just do something that worships Jesus just do it this, if you could just um let's just turn all our attention to Jesus so right now forget about the person that's next to you forget about what's gonna happen after this service forget about what happened before the service forget about all the things that you're going through in your life right now just forget you right now just turn your heart and your eyes to Jesus. Just push your heart to him. And bless your name Jesus. And bless your name Jesus. And bless your
1: name, Jesus. And bless your name, Jesus.
0: Flow in this room.
1: She is beautiful.
0: Come on, worship him. Come on, worship. Your heart up to him. So we Push our hearts to you, my God. We love you, Jesus. that the precious gift of the holy spirit will be free in this room right now to do all the things that he does so well and exalt jesus in this room i ask you my god that the effects of your broken body would be unhindered in this room right now in jesus name every sick body right now in the name of jesus i command you to be whole and healed right now in jesus name Father, thank you for your great love. I ask you for your beautiful voice to speak with clarity into every one of us right here, right now. I ask you, Lord, that not one person in this room would escape your voice today. In Jesus' name, God, I'm asking you. Take this short message and brand us with your face. In your glorious name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Pastor Steve for even opening up the pulpit to me. Pastor Steve, thank you so much. I'm honored to be able to be not only here, but like to be able to preach in front of you know, some of the greatest men of God that I know are in this room. Um, David, You guys know David Papavisi. I'm privileged to know him and to be around him the God has really used him to change my life. Um, so, bro, I honor you as a brother in the Lord. Is, is Jeff here? Jeff's not here. Well, um, thank you guys for letting me come here. Seriously, it's a, it's a real honor to be able to stand up here in front of you. Um, I have a short message for you. It's going to be really quick. But it's going to pinpoint some things that I believe the Lord has on his heart right now to pinpoint in your life. This message is going to be specific for you wherever you are. I don't know where you are in your life with the Lord. But it doesn't matter. Because this message that I'm going to give to you right now, it's, it's for you. Whether you're far along in God and burning like you've never burned before, this message is for you. You're backslidden and cold, this message is for you. Because this message is Jesus, the Son of God. You know, revival is the theme, correct? You know what revival is? According to Vance Havner, which is one of the greatest definitions of revival I've ever heard in my life, it's this, revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again. You want to know what revival is? It's when a man falls in love with Jesus. You know, the definition in Webster's Dictionary for revival is the restoration of life meaning life going back in. The person lost life and life comes back. Listen, both definitions, Vance Havner's definition, revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again, and revival according to the Webster's Dictionary, which is the restoration of life, they're the same thing. Why? Because life is Jesus, and Jesus is life. There's nothing greater than the man Christ Jesus who is life. And when our hearts are completely His then he becomes completely ours. Falling in love with Jesus is the universal solution to all the problems of mankind. Wherever you are today, whatever you're struggling with, there's an answer. You know what it is? Fall in love with Jesus. You know what the answer is? The answer is interaction with the person of Jesus. I have a screensaver on my computer and it pops up and it says, interaction with Jesus is the secret of Christendom. When a man loses his interaction with divine life, which is the Son of God, what happens to this man is he exits the very thing that makes him alive. And he's left with form. And he dies slowly. Again, I don't know where you are in your life. But I know this. That Jesus is life. And life is Jesus. Father, please. Please. Anoint me with your power. And may Jesus be exalted and seen in this room. Grant, my God, that I may disappear. And your sun will shine in this room. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bible real fast to 2 Corinthians 11.3. You know, God has really been blessing our work down um, in Orlando. We've seen all kinds of glorious consequences to the person of Jesus. When Jesus comes in, there are many consequences. Some reactions, some actual results that happen when the person of Jesus is active in the life. We have seen cancer shrivel up and die at the name of Jesus. We have seen backs that have been destroyed and people can't even. We've seen them totally restored right in front of our faces by the name of Jesus. We've seen hepatitis completely destroyed by the name of Jesus. We've seen eyes that couldn't see the way that they're supposed to have things fall off of their face off of their face like literal scales come off of the eyes and the man can see by the name of Jesus. Because life is Jesus and Jesus is life. Jesus is light. And light destroys darkness, right? Listen, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. I'm reading out of the Amplified. It's going to be a little bit more detailed, but I love that. Scripture says this. Let me me start in two. For I am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy. A jealousy that's divine. Do you know the word divine means? Divine means it's from above. It's from heaven. A jealousy that's from above. Listen, if there's something that's going to be in our hearts that is a jealousy, let it be divine jealousy. Let it be a jealousy that is from the Father. There's a jealousy that should burn inside of each one of us. And that jealousy is simply this. I have betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ But now I'm fearful. You want to know the sole legitimate fear in the world? is this one right here. Paul is against fear in in the, the, the things that he writes. He's against fear. But here he says, I'm fearful. There is a legitimate fear. And you want to know what that is? It's this. I'm fearful. Lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from whole hearted and sincere and pure devotion to Jesus Christ. Listen, if there's going to be a fear in your life, let it be this. Oh God, I fear one thing, that my eyes would turn from you. Oh God, I fear one thing, that my eyes would be more attracted to something about you than you yourself. My God, protect me. Because my God is a jealous God. Your God is a jealous God. And he wants undivided love. Jesus accepts undivided love alone. Love that is divided is not accepted from the Lord. He wants a whole heart. And he has the right to ask you for a whole heart. You want to know why? Because he knows that he's the only one that can satisfy you completely with his love. He has the right to demand everything from you because he knows he's the only one that can truly make you happy. Listen, in the midst of a pursuit after God, in the midst of a desire for Jesus, let me tell you something that happened to me. I was breaking a fast and I promised my wife I was going to take her out to eat. And so here I am, in the car, hungry. I wanted to break a fast. It's a short fast, so I wasn't past the stage of hunger yet. I was hungry and I couldn't wait to get to the restaurant. How many know what it feels like to be hungry and you're on your way to the restaurant? My wife is in the car. The purpose of the night is to go on a date with my wife. But my stomach is so burning for hunger. All I can can think about is that steak that I'm going to put in my mouth. And I'm driving there and the traffic is terrible. And you know what I do? I'm starting to get upset. I'm yelling at cars that are doing what they're supposed to do. Because they're in the way of me and my steak. I had a hunger, a burning hunger, to satisfy my stomach. And I was upset because something was in the way. And you know what hit me right in that moment? The purpose of the night was not even for me to eat. It was to be with my wife. And it hit me that I I I was missing the whole point of the night. By looking at the steak that I wanted... Instead of just enjoying my wife. Right in the car. And it felt like the Lord spoke to me in that moment. And this is what I felt like he said to me. We can be so burning and hungry for something to happen in our lives. And so burning and so hungry to get to the next place. That we forget to just enjoy Jesus. Brother, you want to know how to move the fastest in God? Enjoy Jesus. And you'll go quick. Listen, when you fail to enjoy Jesus, listen, when you fail to enjoy Jesus, you stop your progress in God. I don't care how intense your pursuit is. If you're not enjoying God, you're running on a treadmill. Your progress in God is in exact proportion to your enjoyment of him. You want to know why? Because God didn't die to make you a man who's trying to get something. He died to connect you with himself he wants you to enjoy him and he wants to enjoy you. You, you remember the woman at the well the woman at the well she says, he, Jesus says give me something to drink it, you know what's crazy to me is that Jesus is God and he looks at a woman and he says hey give me something he's looking for something from a human you know what that says to me that God has something inside of him that can only be satisfied by you and then you know what she says she says who are you are you asking me for a drink and then he says to her what If you knew who it was, who was asking you, in a sense, to fulfill my satisfaction, which is I'm thirsty, then you would have asked me to fill you. Do you know what this is saying? This is saying that the only way to satisfy God's hunger for you is to let him satisfy you. When God is everything to you then God is pleased with you. When God is allowed in to satisfy the longings of your soul, all of them, then God's satisfaction is with you. You quench God's thirst when you let God quench your thirst. Listen, I had a dream. I was on a trip with a powerful man of God who's coming here, by the way. His name is Michael Koulianos. carries a really glory anointing on his life. And I'm in the room. We took a day to fast and pray before we went to minister that night. And uh, the morning, I woke up in the morning, and check this stream out. This is amazing. I come up to this massive pool, okay? There's people on the outside of the pool. Some people taking sun. Some people have their feet in. Some people are swimming. Some people are going down and then coming back up for air, going down and coming back for, up for air. And this, is, this pool is massive. I'm talking about Grand Canyon. Massive. And so I jump in the water in the dream, and I open up my eyes into the water. And I see there's some people swimming underneath the water. There's some people a little lower. And then the, but everybody's coming up for air. And as I'm swimming, and I'm enjoying swimming, I realize something. You know what it was? It was this. The more that I enjoyed swimming, and the more that I relaxed, I didn't need Air. And I could stay underwater as long as I wanted to. Have you ever had a dream like that when you can breathe underwater? Well, I could breathe underwater in this dream. And you want to know how it was? By relaxing and enjoying swimming. And when I woke up, the Lord gave me the interpretation. And it felt like he said this to me. You relax and enjoy Jesus. You're able to go into the depths of Jesus. But when you listen to the lie that you need air which is the, the sustaining of your own life. When you, when you listen to that lie, you can't go very deep because you jump in the water, you swim down, then you realize you need air, you gotta go back up. So you can only go a certain amount of depth, but wh- if, if you can breathe underwater, there's no limit to the depths. You wanna get into the depths of Jesus Christ? Relax and enjoy Jesus. Let him satisfy all the longings of your soul. Let it be said of you that there's only one thing this guy desires. He wants to be with God. Exchange your prayer times for meeting with God. Instead of going away to do the things that you're supposed to do, I've got to read my chapter and I've got to pray. Man, forget all that. Go to be with Jesus and things will change. I want to read a quote to you. Um from probably one of the greatest books I've ever read outside of the scripture. So if you could, I'm almost finished. But uh, if you could, just give me your, your whole attention for a second, okay? Jesus, I want your glory. I want your face, your presence, and your person in my life, Lord. Release in this room, Lord, a great desire for your face. your mighty name. Jesus will live only in hearts that love him. Only there does he really desire to dwell. Loving him means giving Jesus first place. We need to be on our guard against being overwhelmed by earth's joys and sorrows, by our work and our activities when such things preoccupy us jesus no longer has first place in our lives and he has to leave the innermost chamber of the heart his chosen dwelling place nothing that concerns excites or upsets us should be allowed to penetrate into that sanctuary where he lives And has his throne. Ultimately, nothing should disquiet us because he who is our peace is living in the deepest recesses of our heart. For bridal souls, there is no greater fear than losing their first love. Did you hear what I just said? Or what she just said? For bridal souls, there's no greater fear than losing their first love. Paul said, I fear that you have been seduced away from the purity and simplicity of loving Jesus, of devo- being devoted to Jesus. Look at, look at uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. And you guys know this in, in Revelation to the, the church in Ephesus. He says, I know your industry and your activities, your labors and your toil and your trouble and your, your patient endurance and how you cannot tolerate wicked men and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles. Special messengers of Jesus, they say. But they're not. And you found them to be imposters. You found them to be liars. I know you're enduring patiently. And you're bearing up for my name's sake. And you have not fainted or become exhausted. You haven't even become weary. He said, but I have one thing against you." you. Do you know that God can have something against us? In all of his love for us, he can hold something against us. And you know what it is? Look at what he says it is. You have left. You have abandoned your first love. The love that you had for me at first. You deserted me. Who was your first love? Revival is nothing more than this. Falling in love with Jesus all over again. There's one great fear to lose your first love. The seductions of this world are trying one thing. They want to take you away from loving Jesus. What do I mean by loving Jesus? I mean real, living interaction with God that is enjoyed above all other things, where the only thing that you really desire in this life is to be with God. And in being with God, God makes you like Himself, who lays His life down for for the world. Again, I don't know where you are in your walk. But I'm pretty sure that somewhere in somebody's life in this room, you can point to a time when you love Jesus more than you do right now. You know, Charles Finney said, revival is a renewed conviction of sin followed by an intense longing to follow in obedience to God. So if that's the case, then what sin should be defined as is this, independence from God. Did you know that sins and sin are different? Sins are the result of sin. Sin is independence from Jesus. And when first love is not your life, it's easy to be disconnected from him. And the result thereof is sins. So wherever you are right now in your life, God has a message for you. First love. First love for Jesus. Loving Jesus is number one. Loving Jesus is it. Spending time with God and desiring God above all things. This is why we're alive. This is why he died. Because this is how he makes you like him. Can everybody shut your eyes for a second? Jesus. Everybody within the sound of my voice, if you know there's something separating you and God, you know sin has crept back in and the shadows have crept back into your life and you know you're not right with God, now's the time to get right with Jesus. If you know that you've tolerated things in your life that are lesser lovers and your heart has become compromised, today's the day to get right with God. If conviction shoots into your soul, it is a loving indication from the Father that he wants you more than anything else in this world. If conviction shoots into your soul right now, it is not God looking down from heaven saying, look how terrible you are. It is this, God saying, I want all of you. Will you give me all of you? Listen, if you've been messing around with sin, sir, if you've been watching things on the internet that you know you're not supposed to, ma'am, if your heart has been filled up with, with, with depression and self-centeredness, brother, if your heart is not right with God and you know it, now's the time to get right with God. Listen, you want to talk about revival? Well, there's one thing that's going to make a man get life restored into him, and it is this. Christ is bound up with the penitent sinner. When the sinner recognizes that he's a sinner and he needs God, Jesus then is close. Listen, God falls on repentance. Listen, the blood of Jesus attracts the Holy Ghost like a shark in the water. You want God to devour your life? Let the blood of Jesus get on your head. Listen, if you're in this room and you know something's separating you from God and you need to get right with God, or you're in this room right now and you can point back to a time in your life when you love Jesus more and you know that things have crept into your life and you know that your heart has become scattered, you are no longer set and fixed on God alone. If that's you in this room, I challenge you, to take on right now this beautiful call from our loving Savior who allowed his back to get split open and the blood of God fell into the soil of the earth and the mixture created the new covenant. I'm telling you right now, God wants your heart. God wants all of you. Brother, if you're spending more time in front of the TV than with your God, you need to get right with God. Brother, if you would rather pick up the newspaper than pick up the scripture, something's wrong. If you delight in hearing other people's voices more than God's voice, brother, come back to Jesus. Because nothing else can satisfy the longings of the soul than God himself. God wants you. He wants all of you. So if that's you right now, will you be so bold as to accept God's invitation to say, I want you, Lord. What I want you to do is just stand to your feet to make a bold declaration saying, God, I've lost my first love. I've stepped away from you. Something has scattered my attention. It's not all yours. Brother, is is all your attention God's? Sister, does God have all your attention? If he doesn't, I, I call you to stand up. Because you're making a public declaration. Jesus, I want you. And I hear your voice. Scripture says, today, if you hear his voice. Do not harden your heart. Brother, if you know you're supposed to be standing up to make a declaration to say, I want to love you again with all my heart, and you're not standing up, you're hardening your heart to the voice of God. And you know what happens when that happens? Your heart gets harder and harder and harder to the point where God knocks and you don't even hear it. Michelle, can you jump on the keys real fast? Are you sure, those of you that are sitting down, are you 100% positive inside of your heart that Jesus is all in all? Those of you that are sitting down right now, are you 100% positive that you live, eat, breathe, and drink Jesus? That's how you live. Brother, if you don't wake up in the morning with Jesus on your heart and go to sleep at night with Jesus on your heart, you need to meet Jesus. If Jesus is not the first and the last waking thing in your life, you need to meet Jesus. Precious Lamb, I'm asking you, Holy Ghost, move in this place and exalt your son. Those of you that have stood up, I want you just to worship the Lord right now. Just turn your heart toward him. You don't have to sing anything out. Just turn your heart toward him. Turn your heart to Jesus right now. Come on, turn your heart to Jesus. And say, I want want you to be my first love, my God. I want you to be my first love. Precious Lamb of God. Precious Lamb of God. Your spirit move in this place Every heart, God, every life That has stood up to make a declaration I'm asking you to pour over them right now Your Holy Ghost
1: Shed abroad the love of God in their hearts
0: Shed abroad, Lord, the love of God In their hearts In your mighty name The Lord says I forgive you of your sins the Lord says, let me forgive you completely. The Lord says, let me wash it all away. Right now, those of you that are standing up in your heart, just clear the way and let Jesus have everything. Those things that have taken precedence to him, have you've had a greater desire for, just lay them down at his feet and say, Lord, I just want you. Focus your heart on him and say, I just want you, Lord, I, I let go of these things and I turn my back on them. I don't want them, I want you yes, yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord, yes Lord yes Lord if any of you that are standing up you want to get filled fresh with the Holy Spirit the key to loving Jesus is being filled with the Holy Ghost. The key to loving Jesus is a continual being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to be filled fresh with the Holy Ghost, maybe you've never actually been filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you to come down here right now. We're going to pray for you. Those of you that are standing up that one prayer, come on. Come down here. It's going to touch your life. It's going to touch you right now. Everyone that's standing that you want prayer, come on down. Here. God is gonna touch you, He'll move on you right now, I promise you. He's gonna move by His Spirit on your on your head, your inner man. Bless your name, oh Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Yeah, bless your name, Jesus. May she be satisfied with you alone, my God. Lord, shut off all the vacuums inside of her soul. Lord, clog them up with yourself. In Jesus' name, be filled with Jesus. My be filled with the Holy Ghost, brother. Right now, in Jesus' name, be filled. With Jesus' name, glory on you. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fresh, first love for Jesus first love. First love for Jesus. First love. Lord, I ask you for a love that consumes everything else.
1: Kill them in Jesus' name.
0: And say I just need you to I want you. But I pray for all and who love for Jesus to make, make you. Let in love with you. In the name of Jesus.
1: Fresh.
2: up here, I just want to remind everybody that this coming Saturday night is going to be a prayer meeting with the express purpose of calling on the Lord for revival and awakening in our city. And there's going to be multiple churches represented. The prayer meeting is going to happen at Greeley Elementary School. That's 832 West Sheridan. It's over near Irving Park. And. And the lakefront, and you know, we've just been really sensing the Lord's stirring in hearts of people in different congregations, different ministries who are going to gather together with us to pray. And I want to ask you seriously to clear your schedule if, if it's at all possible, and join us. I know that the liberation that night is canceled because they're going to all join us over at the prayer meeting, and um, for others, if if it's at all possible, I don't really want to urge you to come out. I, a part of this is God stirring people's hearts for prayer Uh, when God's going to move he starts he starts by calling people to prayer that's how it all begins and uh, whether it's a small thing or a massive thing like seeing our city transformed it's not going to happen without coming before him so we're going to spend some time next week 6 p.m. and maybe go for an hour and a half or two to worship to seek the face of the Lord to to intercede and um, if you need any more details please talk to me or Frankie um, and we can help you just make sure that you know everything there is to know there is parking on site and there is child care that's going to be provided I believe through sixth grade if I'm not mistaken so please you know We'd love to see you come out if it's at all possible and join us as we seek the Lord.
1: That's just the way.